0: Welcome to another episode of introspectives my name is claire hi i'm sarish
1: and i'm sheriff
0: all right so welcome to this episode um can you just introduce yourself
1: so my full name is Sherif mohammed and uh, i'm from ghana and i came here 2017 to study msc banking and finance so um, from 2018 i have a gap here as i'm part of the student union officers. So currently I'm the student union president in Sheavert-Halam University.
2: Awesome. Do you want to... He says it so casually. I yeah, know. I'm just the, I'm
0: just the <laughs> student union president. I took a gap year. I just happened to be president. No big deal. Oh, actually, before you ask the question, um, can you tell us what you did before you got to be student union president? Also not a big deal.
1: Right. So... Um, <laughs> When I came into Sheffield, like I said, to study MSc banking and finance. So look, <clears throat> um, from day one or day two, when I came, I kind of faced some kind of experience. I mean, it's just like a journey, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that experience where some kind of miscommunication between myself and the university. So that kind of shaped the way I was thinking about before when I was when I was coming I was going to focus on my studies alone but with that kind of experience I realized that no there's a lot of things to do so I nominated myself for, as international student rep so I was representing 4000 international students mm-hmm. in Harlem from over 180 countries then from there students nominated me in another position as education officer, in the, uh, as sabbatical officer. So to do that role, you've got to take gap here within mm-hmm. your studies, then from there student nominated me as president and here I am today talking to
0: mm-hmm. you. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey. Um, so, uh,
2: can you tell us a bit more about your experiences of when you, um, arrived at first and when you started your studies a little bit more about how that felt and how it was different because of course you switched places yeah where you you came from a different country Mm -hmm. to the UK regardless of the bad weather yeah how did you feel (laughs) yeah
1: so I mean when I was coming I mean I was very happy that I'm going abroad you know back home like yeah (laughs) so besides not just coming for visiting coming to study to improve my personal experience to add more value to myself so when i came and like i said initially um i had some miscommunication where uh, the university um so i got 50 percent scholarship that's transformed to get a scholarship in Haram and i'm supposed to pay the rest of the 50 percent, and uh So you're supposed to make a deposit of £1,000 before you come. Mm -hmm. Um, When you come or before you do your registration, you're supposed to pay 50% of your outstanding balance. So I'm not aware of that. So because I got 50% scholarship, I thought that has catered for the first 50%. Mm -hmm. And the remaining 50%, I can pay that later. So that's just the miscommunication. Then when I came... The interesting part of it is that the investor told me to pay the 50% of the remaining 50% outstanding bills. And I told them that, okay, it's two ways. I didn't know about it. You didn't tell me about it. So, if you give me time, I'm definitely going to pay. So, uh, they kept telling me that uh, you've just got to pay before you start your registration. If you don't pay, we're going to report you to the home office. So, you have to go back to your country and i was like wow wow <laughs> so how am i gonna do this like are you guys really serious because i've spent money on plane to come here look at the emotional part of it look at how it's gonna have effect on me for the fact that i'm from different countries i don't even have any family here you've got to pay more mm-hmm. attention to what i'm saying mm-hmm. they remain the same that i still have to pay so i can find someone who will understand me what i'm saying and um i had to take a um a step to go to to the class and luckily for me my first day in the class i found uh, an african brother and they told me that oh they have a kenya brother in the same class and they uh, showed me the guy we spoke and he came to the reception to talk to them that um, I'm going to be his guarantor. So we just give him two or three weeks, he's mm-hmm. going to pay. They still re- uh, rejected. Oh so I had to call yeah. people at home and say, I have to come back home if you don't look for the money. So anyway, anyhow, they got the money and I paid. And that's how I come I stay, stay in this country. If not, I would have come back uh, in 2017. I mean, so from that experience, I realized that, no, there's much more to do apart from academic side of it, the community that we uh, operate, the community that we find ourselves, we need people who, understand, who can understand this for us to move forward. So so I put myself forward to take that kind of challenge to support people. And that was why I be, nominate, I'm nominate, nominated myself as International Student Rep. So to support the experience of international students. Then from there, I see that The challenges are much. It's not only Mm -hmm. for international students. There are other BME group of people that need support in terms of academic experience, and uh, students at large that Mm -hmm. need support. So that's how my journey started. That's how my experience in Mm Harlem started. Yeah. Oh
0: God, I can't imagine how stressful that is. you're, You're already know, there. And yeah, that.
1: you know, it's funny. Imagine if I go back home, what am I going to say to people? Regardless
2: like, uh, of that, you spend all that money, all, all that the... time, all that emotional stress. Yeah, I commitment. Mean, I mean, it's very, I, I feel like it's very unsupportive because yeah. in the end, you got that scholarship. You didn't get the information that you were supposed yeah. to pay. Otherwise, you would have. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? So um, I feel like, what really bothers me is that it always comes back to money and that money is always more important mm, yeah. than people or yeah. people's yeah. lives mm. or what they're actually doing so i find that quite devastating
1: i mean that does kind of shows that um um universities are just interested in the financial aspect of of students because they know that i'm not saying i'm not gonna pay but just give me time to pay recognize the problem from the two sides. You get what yeah. I'm saying? But not paying attention at all is bad. And there was a conference organized by Dr. Bliss Alfred Lindian and on student success. So I developed a PowerPoint. I shared this kind of uh, experience. That was when I got into my role as education officer. So they want to know the student journey. And most interesting thing is that the student support officers um, they were invited to be to be mm-hmm. part of Good. it, yeah, so boring. that they hear what students are actually going through and one s s o student support officer told me that she can't believe that that happened. Then I told her that it was it was student support officer who told me that she's gonna report me to the home office why yeah it's not even from the finance department oh, it wow. was student support officer who told me that it's kind
2: of a paradox on in the name itself <laughs> student support officer. yeah you know what I'm saying like student
1: support officer like especially international students, student what are you guys doing again so it's so bad but I just hope it's not happening no more because it's not everyone that will have the opportunity to share uh, my experience the way I'm sharing it and look at if they don't have the opportunity, how can they deal with it? Yeah. So they need to consider things in different mm-hmm. perspectives. It's not everyone that will stand up and say, I'm going to nominate myself for this position because I want to make changes. People, we are different. You get what I'm saying? So we need to know how to deal with things in general.
0: Um. So hmm, where to start? Just curious how to... So I think in any situation, no matter how old you are, when you enter a new country, a new situation very rarely do people go into it confidently and saying i've got this you know you start off feeling a little hesitant nervous you don't know the rules yeah so what tipped you over the edge to say f this i'm i'm going to nominate myself i'm going to take the situation into my own hands and do something about it like what what was that like for you
1: um i think the passion for me you see when i was in ghana i was also student sabbatical officers like i was representing the student back home so and for the fact that i didn't see anyone to understand me until i went to classes that kind of bothered me and for the father when i look around look around there were less of people that i can approach you see i didn't have that confidence to approach people because i said that um they, uh, I see most of white people, so I didn't know how I'm going to talk to them. So I have that kind of less confidence to approach them because that moment I just feel less of myself. Mm-hmm. You get saying? because of what I'm facing already. Yeah. So, yeah. um. But for the fact that I went to the class and I share my experience with people that, that are familiar with what I'm, with my experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, black people, mm-hmm. and they gave me that kind of confident that no keep going there's nothing that is going to happen they can um report you to the home office you've not done anything illegal you've mm. not done this yeah. and stuff so that kind of give me the confidence to say okay above that i still want to do something to mm. support people who are here who can speak yeah. the voice of the voiceless. you get what i'm saying so that kind of what motivated mm. me and to be honest when I uh, nominated myself, I didn't have anyone to campaign for me because I didn't know anybody. Yeah. So because I came first week in February, I've not made friends and the election was in March. So wow. I campaigned myself. Wow. I did everything myself. I was going for class. I missed classes. And was that, that for kind of stuff.
2: education officer?
1: For international students. For the international
2: oh, students. Impressive. So the, 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 the
1: fundamental aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. So people were just seeing him in that. Who is this guy that is solo doing solo campaign? Then fortunately, I saw Nigerian society. Then I spoke to them. Then they joined the campaign, and that's how everything started. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so it goes to show you, like, it's so important to have some sort of community behind your back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And some sort of like
2: support network. Oh, it's yeah. started really good that you found people who you felt oh. like that they could support mm-hmm. you and yeah, even vent
0: to yeah
2: also. I feel like I feel like sometimes it's really interesting to see like that people who look like you are more likely to somehow help you but I do think that in the end there is also like a collective minoritized experience mm-hmm. here in the UK and then yeah. it is really um it, it it almost becomes really powerful when when people of color come together and, yeah. and they change the experiences mm. And in that regard, I would I would find it really interesting to know how your experiences were, because of course you started um, and uh, initial communication was a bit rocky. Yeah. But as your studies went along, um, how do you feel being an international student, but also a person of color impacted your experiences? Mm. Mm.
1: I think first of all, it was difficult for me because of the um, the mode of teaching and the way lecturers speak, so I find that very very hard to even understand most of the things. So the moment I finish my lecture, what I do is go straight to the library mm-hmm. and go and read myself, go and catch up, and that makes it less easy for me. And the second part of it is that because of what I was what I went through, it affects. It's affected my journey You get what I'm saying? So I have that perspective that no one is willing to help me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I do not have much of uh, confidence to ask questions in the class, to to raise voice about what I don't know. So it's what I've learned and it's what I'm going to pull down, whatever the results might be. So it just like because I've Seen my first experience, it has shaped the way I've seen the environment. So, and I mean, BME are as a uh, current statistic, I think we are like over 20% BME Mm, in Harlem. So, look at it like maybe if 10 people pass, how many BME are you gonna see? Mm -hmm. So, every time in classroom, I don't talk, I say with people. Uh, who appear me? Mm. I don't mingle uh, around, and I think that has really affected me a lot, and it has affected the way I went through all my classes throughout my time as uh, banking and finance students, and I just think that uh, it's. I feel bad because it's not something that any student should go through, because I attended the class throughout, which, uh I was scared to talk unless I ask people that explain this to me and I don't ask in general I only ask uh, people of color Mm -hmm. and if they don't know it I go back to the library till I get it myself so
2: but you had that determination
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so and because I was also lecturing back home so it kind of facilitates my way of understanding when I go back um, to the library so but I just feel that no one should go through that you get, we should all be free to say whatever we want to say anytime so and that also explains the importance of first contact is very very key mm. whatever experience that you go through the first moment you step into anything could affect the way you see things uh to the end mm,
2: definitely i introduce myself as i am um i'm from germany yeah um people seem to just see the hijab and they see they see my skin color and yeah. they want to know where I'm actually from. Yeah. And this kind of question, I think we always get, oh, where are you from? Yeah. Whereas, like, I think white people have the privilege of not being asked that, even though they're probably not yeah. in England. Yeah, yeah. So these kind of, like, identity politics in a mm-hmm. sense of always being asked, okay, where are you from? Why are you here? when you're going back, are you going back? Yeah. Uh, these kind of things and what do they make you feel? Or ha- how do you mm-hmm. think about these things?
1: For me, I, to be honest, like I always say is that we have BIM and we have home beam and we have international BIM. And um, the experience of these people are different, which first of all, even saying an African person it's a big issue on itself, mm-hmm. and you get a question like, "Oh, um, you speak good English? Uh, do you speak do you speak English in Ghana? Um, Wait, yeah. How many times have you gotten that? Yeah, question? I've got that so many times. Like, oh, it's yeah, so yeah, I've got that so many times. And
2: people pe- really need to read a history book. Yeah,
1: yeah. Do, you, do you speak English in Ghana? Wow, and you get a question like. Um, you have a good handwriting that kind of stuff and what? you write very well yeah so oh my god yeah, yeah, oh, yes. are you kidding me you yeah, yeah, so racist
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah okay yeah.
1: so I think uh, like because of my job yeah. like I deal with people every time so people kind of have something to say to me but I believe that if you don't have something sensible to say you just keep quiet isn't it you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Right, isn't it? Yeah. But if we still want to talk, yeah, I speak English in Ghana. Yeah. So for for being international, I think our experience is, is worse because uh, even as from community perspective, from university perspective, I feel that nobody's understand them. And more or less international students um being used as cash cow, mm-hmm. like uh they bring us into the system mm-hmm. before. An international student come into any university, they would have promised them a lot of things. You have this, you have this, you have this. You get what I'm saying? But when you come here and you start asking questions, where do I get this from? Where do I have access to this? And you will see that there's no support available for the for the student. Mm-hmm. There's no support in terms of something to shape them to get used to the current system that they are in. In terms of uh, education, the issue of referencing, the issue of uh, paraphrasing, the issue of uh, plagiarism—most all these things does not—they um, don't emphasize on it in Ghana. So it's not something that I'm used to. But here, what will happen to any student that does not know all these things and did did his or uh, first assignment and submitted, and got maybe the tenity of maybe like fifty percent. And that person is charged um, um, penalty for plagiarizing. Well, the right question should be do we have support available to train this student to paraphrase very well? My university does not consider all this kind of stuff, and they just charge uh, ridiculous uh, penalty on students, those are the things that are affecting any international students and even in higher education in UK as a whole, the system it's so difficult for any international student. Mm-hmm. And uh, the system is so hard that the moment you finish within four months, you have to go back to your mm-hmm. country <laughs> compared to counterpart uh, countries like Canada. You have one. If you study master for one year, you can stay one year. If it's two years, you can stay two years. You get what I'm saying? They provide good opportunity for you to make use of what you've learned. In the classroom and gain more practical uh experience and use it to improve uh your country Mm -hmm. this environment this system is not uh, a welcoming environment for Mm -hmm. any international student. and as a bim student i'm saying because we face a lot of struggles when people see you they are just immediate perception about you Mm -hmm. and even if you are in a position For me, I'm president uh, in Harlem Union. I still feel that uh, I'm not president because they don't give me that kind of uh, environment to make decisions until I stand firm to control it. That's when I start feeling that Mm. I'm president. So I don't need to struggle much to control the environment that that I should be able to have a say on. You get what I'm saying? Because you can be the face value of it and people still want to manage you. you. You get what I'm trying to say, they yeah, still want to yeah, control yeah. the narrative and it shouldn't be so. So I think that's just this environment is just not something we should be complaining about by something that should be a general issue and mm-hmm. people should start being the voice of underrepresented group of people. The moment any students I want to stay in the country. What goes into some people's mind is that um, maybe they want to stay illegal. Uh, Why do you want to stay? If you finish your studies, just go back home direct. But people should have the the choice to make their decision, isn't it? Uh, I want to stay in the country, but I can't tell people I want to stay in the country. Even when I was doing my election as president, Mm -hmm. some people tell me that, um, as education officer and as president, they told me that, you are doing all this because you want to stay in the country mm. and you don't want to go back home.
0: Wait, was this typical like fame students that told no, you this? Like no. Like everyone.
1: Every, um, white people. Oh. I man. wouldn't white white person, you know, just.
2: But you know what this says to me, and I, I have experienced this too, yeah. is I feel like here in Britain there's a very, very strong sense of superiority in a sense that they think oh uk is the country to live in and there is no better country in the world yeah but i think people have not traveled around there are countries Mm -hmm. in this world which are much more developed Mm. than the uk of course Mm. much more supportive much better education systems and not necessarily just white countries you need to just
0: i don't know emphasis on the white countries but Yeah. yeah
2: But the sense of superiority is very strong. And um, I find it almost very intriguing to say people sometimes come to this country, want to study, want to even go back or want to stay. But that is their personal choice. Yeah. But I feel like white people are given the choice more. Yeah. If, for example, they wanted to go and live somewhere else, it would be okay. Yeah. But just because you're a person of colour, it means you are trying to be here legally and yeah. trying to make yeah, excuses. Yeah, there's always that. Yeah. Or your, yeah. uh, your, your home countries are so messed up that yeah. you don't want to go back, yeah. which you have messed up in the first place. Ha, ha.
1: Yeah, this this um, I think from my experience, the C UK has heaven on health. Heaven, <laughs> heaven on health means that this place, everything is here. But like you said, that's that's not the point. And you see, even, let me relate this to University, when some students fail courses, you know, some lecturers, some staffs think that some international students uh, fail intentionally because they want to stay in the country. This is, it, it, you get what I'm saying? What? Yeah, yeah, what? they feel that way. And I always ask myself uh, back home, um, big houses, I don't need to pay to park my car that kind of
2: stuff
1: <laughs> and 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 i don't need to pay council tax uh you, you get you get what well, i'm really saying
2: really nice weather
1: it really yeah. nice weather you know <laughs> you get what i'm saying and it's rainy
2: right today know.
1: <laughs> you get what i'm saying so i'm always like okay i can have like four five cars and i'm not worried because there's a large parking spaces and nobody's going to keep checking my car to see if i've have uh Car parking, something, something, something. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So I don't know why there's so much emphasis on saying that people will fail their cause because they want to stay in their country and they want to without clear evidence. You get what I'm saying? So that's how much more they've placed value in this country. You get what Mm. I'm saying? Mm. Whilst we are missing out on New Zealand canada shaping their policy to welcome people australia you get get what i'm saying (laughs) so which part of the world is uk so that's definitely what we should look at i'm not saying people are not nice. people are not nice people are nice in general fine but what i'm saying is that there's still something missing you get what i'm saying because Mm -hmm. when i came people helped me Mm -hmm. when i cannot uh locate where i was living because i'm not used to postcode uh because i uh that moment the color painting of the house is is the same thing to me you get what i'm saying back home i can just say white house go straight the third uh house is white that's fine. But here, it's still like the same people. <laughs> help me out. You get know what yeah. I'm saying? But there's still some narrative that need to, to be changed about how people want to stay in this country and how people can make decisions whether they want to stay or not without being uh, criticized, yeah. saying that yeah. they, are, they, they are doing this and that just to stay in the country.
0: Mm. But why did you choose the UK? And would you... Will you, what would you advise the students for saying, I want to stay, help, I want to stay, when, you know, it's very difficult now. You
1: know, I feel, I feel bad the moment any student say they want to stay because there's nothing I can do for them, you know.
0: Mm.
1: The environment is, you know, it's not, (laughs) there's nothing any student can do unless you kind of get the opportunity to stay. So you don't have any, uh you don't have any opportunity within your remit mm. to stay mm. okay unless you get a job yeah or you are married yeah. or you get any other support mm. you get what i'm saying so and that is above my standard i cannot mm. render anyone that opportunity because mm. if i want to also want to stay i also need to go through all those any of all those routes you get what i'm saying yeah. so any Any student who want to come into UK should look at the course they want to study and see the future opportunity in any country that they want to go to. If it doesn't, if they know that they want to stay back and they should ask the question if UK is really for them to stay back. So, and if they don't want to stay back and they just want to come and do one year, one and a half year master's degree and go back to their country. Good. I mean, we've recognized this. Uh, as student officers nationally and that's why there's a campaign called post work visa mm-hmm. so it's a two years uh, work visa arrangement that can support any graduate uh, student to be in the UK for two years to look for jobs yeah, really and if they cannot get a job they can go back but they've given them the opportunity to look for a job and that has been tossing around there's no feedback there's nothing but we spoke with uh pomplofield that was like two weeks ago he came to with hallam union and he says before the end of this academic year we should be able to hear something from that and he's Good. hoping yeah, that it's, it's going to be positive so if that's really work it's going to be a big win for all international students and Yeah, absolutely. I hope they won't get the question of no. why you want to stay in the country.
0: <laughs> well, we're really curious about your journey there. I mean, like what was your perception of the UK before you got here? Mm. And what do you see yourself doing in the future?
1: Right. So, for me, I didn't want to come to UK at all okay so yeah, really. since 2014 that i've been making my application i've never considered uk
0: oh
1: mm. uh, it's only canada and new zealand that i've been applying to mm. so i applied to canada i got admission i got scholarship Where in canada uh, no, uh is it nova scotia or something How about Haliburs, Really. Yeah, halibas Alivas. Interesting. University yeah. of yeah. St. Mary's. Oh, St. Okay. Mary's University, yeah. St. Mary's University, Alivas, Alivas. So I got admission to study uh, MME economics mm-hmm. and I got 50 percent uh, scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happens and I was not able to go. So I reapplied, but their policy is, you know, when you got admission first and you get scholarship the second time, they, they might not give it to you, oh. so I didn't get it again. Oh, no. So I kept applying to apply to University of Manitoba, mm. I applied to a lot of uh, universities. So whilst I was searching for different universities for uh, scholarship, then I saw Transform Together Scholarship. That's just the name that I saw. Mm. Transform Together. Okay, let me click on it and see what is happening. Then I saw Sheffield Hallam University i like, okay, where is Sheffield Hallam? Then I saw that it's UK, so I didn't. I closed the tab because I didn't wanna to come to UK because there's this perception back home that the environment is not welcoming to any international student, and the moment you hilarious. finish, <laughs> the moment you finish, you have to come back. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. that I'm like, I wanna create more opportunities for myself. One yeah. year and come back immediately is not. Yeah. Yeah. So, but because I didn't get any scholarship that I'm I okay, let me put in for transform together scholarship and I got a scholarship and I say okay let me just use this as the beginning of my of my journey. Mm-hmm. So what even annoyed me most that uh, the moment I came into UK my experience and my experience that I faced with the university kind of even make it worse with my perception about UK. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So but what makes me happy now is that i've been part of the system to bring more changes and to support the system i believe that uh there's a reason why god brought me here Mm. is even if it's one little thing that i've changed i think that's kind of what i came here to do and Mm -hmm. the moment i finish whatever that is left i'm gonna continue but i'm looking forward um to do my phd yeah wow. i'm looking forward to do my phd so that would be my next line because i want to be a lecturer or an academic yeah That's so yeah that would be a nice yeah, thing to do and i'm looking forward for opportunities in uh in canada and because i'm here and i've stayed here for a while i'm gonna prioritize uk mm. in my application mm. so any university that um can uh, that I can get admission with and see if I can get scholarship. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna uh, focus on. So UK or Canada. Yeah,
0: sounds exciting. No, absolutely. Um, so just to end, um, I think this is what we do for all of our episode guests. Uh, I think we should all go around and say what we do to relax. So I guess we'll start with Sarish and me, then end with our guest. So do you want to go first?
2: Okay. Um, there are quite a few things that I do, and I think I've mentioned a few before as well. I really like to talk to people who are like-minded. Like us. So, like I you. I say that every time. <laughs> like you. <laughs> and yeah. to just exchange ideas and just to broaden my horizon in a sense. That's what I do externally. But for myself, I like to concentrate on my spirituality. I think that helps me to refocus. It helps me to think about my end goal as such. And it helps me to de-stress sometimes and think, okay, there are there are more important things in the world than someone who's been just mean to me or someone who gave me dirty looks. <laughs> so yeah, that helps to de stress, but also just to chat with people who are understanding and who have similar experiences, I guess. Yeah. No, that's a big one. What about you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. She, did, you, did you want to say know. something? Someone <laughs> comments. So yeah. I want to
0: say I agree with you. But one new thing I did this week was to try to meditate, Ooh. and it's actually some people meditate for like an hour. I'm not really? at that level. Yeah, I know I can't do that. But I tried for five minutes, and I was worried that I was <laughs> But no, it, I was actually like I felt afterwards. My mind was very clear. Yeah. So yeah, that's me. So what about you, Sheriff? <laughs>
1: So, I play football. Uh, If I'm stressed, uh, I think I play football. And uh, I play football, but I don't watch football. (laughs) (laughs) I play football, but I don't uh, watch football, and it's funny.
2: No, I think it makes sense, because they're two separate things, actually. is it? Uh, Is it? Because if you're playing football, it's like more physically engaging, you're actually in
0: it. But I guess I think when you're watching, you're not gonna watch me
1: when I play,
0: but you don't watch yourself because I don't,
1: I get, I don't watch football, no, no, but why don't
0: you watch? Wait can you, like, would you watch yourself playing? Is what I meant to like improve I don't any think so skill. if he doesn't like watching football I don't football. like watching football
1: oh gosh okay I'll, like I'll watch you when you <laughs> <play>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like playing but I don't like mm. watching it I you're don't... in
0: the moment yeah yeah. I, mean, yeah. I
1: like I like the ashing <laughs> bit of it and the second one is um, yeah I think that's it but the, f- the funnest part of my life is that I'm still struggling to start a movie and finish it so um, yeah. So I've never in my life since I know that I I have been I had been born like I've never in my life started a movie and finish it.
2: Okay. Like at once. At once. Yeah, not in okay, like- so you have you watch it in chunks. Yeah.
1: So if it's two hours I might watch it for three to four days. No matter no, right just, now, <laughs> right now even yeah. I, I, I'm not feeling sleepy. But the moment you put a movie <laughs> within thirty minutes, I promise you.
2: I think there's this is closely linked to the watching football. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's just about attention span, I guess.
1: Yeah, because the moment I'm watching it, I focus on it, and different things come to my mind. Some things I didn't remember that I need to do. Uh, things come to my mind. Yeah. Things come to my mind. Mm. And that kind of make me restless because there are some things I just jot and down, jot them, do them mm. And before I know, gone. Just passed, out. Just passed out. Good
0: way to pass out, though. Yeah. I oh, can <laughs> sleep, put on the movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so most of the time when I want to sleep, I just put on a
0: movie. Oh, that's like, so handy. Yeah, yeah. Really because
1: I can't just go to bed and say, I'm going to sleep. Mm. I'm not going to sleep. yeah Yeah, so i put on a movie then that's just it my life is boring i know
0: (laughs) it's really interesting i wish i had a handy trick like that but thank you so much yeah thank you um so full disclosure as second time recording because uh well i'll get into that later but yeah thank you we're so grateful to have you chat with us we'll have to do another episode soon and we'll talk to you next time thank you